now it's a career, us bloggers and influencers, because we all have a platform. So no longer are those days where we look at magazines and say, oh, that's how a woman should dress. That's what defines beautiful. We're no longer in that day and age where we're ruled by media. Now we're just ruled by like real people and influencers and everybody should use their platform accordingly. Hey listeners, in today's episode, we're sharing a conversation with influencer, fashion designer, blogger, author, and entrepreneur, Ami Song. Since launching her blog, Song of Style, in 2008, Ami Song has become an international influencer with over 5 million followers. She's a member of the Forbes 30 Under 30 and was featured by the business of fashion as one of the 500 people shaping the fashion industry. Whether she's being snapped on the streets at Paris Fashion Week or sharing her outfit of the day from dreamy locales, you've surely seen her inspiring style all over Instagram. Ami has partnered with major brands from Chloe, Le Maire, to Volvo and is also a best-selling author. Her book, Capture Your Style, was on the New York Times bestseller list, and her follow-up, Ami Song World of Style, was published in 2018. Her brand has expanded into what influencers dream of building. This interview was recorded in front of a live audience at the Girl Boss Rally with Sofia Amoruso. Ami shares tips on building brands that last and ways to grow a meaningful social media presence. Enjoy the conversation. Um, I started my blog 10 years ago in San Francisco in 2008, and um, I was studying interior architecture, and I just wanted to make friends online and also share, like, I was studying interior architecture, and I wanted to share, like, all about, like, my favorite designs, decors, and it started out as an interior design blog, and then it evolved into a fashion blog because I was always interested in fashion, and I was already kind of taking narcissistic photos of myself and sharing it on MySpace and <laughs> Facebook, and, but I always kind of felt somewhat embarrassed because my friends would always make fun of me on, like, Facebook. They were like, why are you taking selfies in the clothing, um, in, like, the dressing room? And um, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this on my blog since this is mine and it, it was supposed to be like something that was a little bit more secretive like none of my friends knew and then eventually over time I started gaining a following and so at what point in your did your dreams of doing uh, interior design full-time just shatter <laughs> did that ever happen so and do I, you still get to feed that kind of need and creativity in yourself um, actually so the funny thing is when I was 17 Right, right out of high school, my dad actually went through bankruptcy. So I, instead of going to college, I really wanted to go to college. I wanted to go to art center and study industrial design, which is like all about cars and like, um, like even even sofas and whatnot. And I was just really into cars. I wanted to do industrial design, but I could no longer afford the tuition because I was just hoping that my dad would pay for it. But we went through this bankruptcy, so I had to go out to the real world and get a real job. And my first full-time job was a receptionist at a construction company. They asked for somebody who could be bilingual. Um, I thought they meant like bilingual as in like any other languages other than English, but they really wanted somebody who spoke Spanish and English. <laughs> so I was like, I took three years of Spanish in school, so. And that was my first job, and I remember as a receptionist, 
all I did was like clean, get them coffee, and then um, whoever came into the construction company, I would just like show them the showroom. And over time, I started. I had a lot of time like looking online, and that's when I discovered this interior designer named Kelly Worsler, mm -hmm. and that's how I fell in love with interior design. And and then after I saved up some money later, when I turned 21, I went to college, and that's when I started my blog. So in a way, like I didn't pursue full-time blogging, even though I could have earlier on. I, I didn't do that because I still worked at the architecture firm and I love doing interior design. And I think that kind of differentiated myself from a lot of other bloggers because I could have sustained myself full-time blogging and I, had, I already had a huge following and I was making enough money, but because I kept on blogging as a passion or like a hobby and then worked at the architecture firm, I felt like people resonated with me more. Mm -hmm. So I don't necessarily miss it because I feel like, I mean, I'm still renovating my house and I still get inspiration. I do like that I don't have to deal with clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like construction workers always looking down on you. You. Um, so yeah. Well, did you go to the Academy of Art? Yeah. Okay, so Ami went to, to check the school IDs. That was yeah, where I checked IDs, and that was my last job. Someone else went to the Academy of Art. Woo! <laughs> AAU. Um, so you're like really a pioneer, and it seems sometimes like people who have been on Instagram for a really long time, have an advantage, they've grown their audiences over a long period of time, and that might be true. Do you think it's possible to still get a really large following if you're starting out just now? I think that's actually one of the questions I get asked the most. How do I grow a following? And I think if you're trying to become like me or somebody that's out there already, I think it's going to be impossible. Unfortunately, there's only one Ami song. Um, but if you find your own unique voice and really stay authentic, I know we hear this all the time, be you, be yourself, be authentic, be real, it really resonates with people. And the funny thing is, even for me, when I was growing up and even when I was starting out blogging, I kept on comparing myself to other girls. I kept on comparing myself to the girls in the magazine. I wanna be more like her. I wanna, like sometimes, it's a daily struggle. Even now, when I go through Instagram, I look at these like Instagram models. I'm like, I want to do my makeup like this. I want fuller lips. I'm gonna draw like my lip liner like way over my lips so my lips look fuller. <laughs> Should I get fillers? Like I think about it, and then I'm like, oh no, this is wrong. Like this is bad, and I start losing who I am. So I want to tell like all of you guys that we all look so different, and if you really, really stay true to yourself, and I know you hear this all the time, you're really gonna find your audience, and then you're gonna find somebody who resonates with you and you'll you'll start building something that you're proud of how many of you guys are on Instagram <laughs> okay all right who's not on Instagram amazing cool good for you <laughs> oh yeah you're you still stock change, change it if you want to um, but for those of us who do have businesses do you think Instagram is a necessity at this point I think it's super crucial because technology has changed. I mean, we're all doing things digitally and you know, whether you have like a clothing line or, or like standalone shop or food business, whatever, you wanna go where the consumers are, want, consumers are. And if you don't adapt to what's going on right now, I think you're gonna stay behind and so that, so I think, yes, I think it's crucial to adapt and go where the consumers are. Cool. Yeah, that's good advice in business, just universally, right? Um, so 
how much has blogging and influencing changed since you started? Like, what was it like in the early days? And now it's like, how, how much has it changed? Like, what's that like today? The biggest change is that now it's a career. It became a career. And the, the other thing is now us bloggers and influencers, because we all have a platform. So no longer are those days where we look at magazines and look at the media and say, oh, that's how a woman should dress. That's how I need to think. That's exactly, that's what defines beautiful. This is what a bikini body looks like. No, it's, we're no longer in that time and day where day and age where we're um, ruled by media. Now we're just ruled by like real people and influencers and everybody should use their platform accordingly. Is your inbox a never-ending nightmare of new emails? Is each new email a new source of stress? You need to extinguish the dumpster fire that is your inbox. You need Mailman. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizes interruptions, and helps make your days calmer and more productive. Set VIPs as exceptions, screen new senders to block distractions, get emails delivered every few hours, not every few seconds. Stop stressing over email. Start using Mailman. Try Mailman for free for three weeks at mailmanhq.com slash girlboss. If you like it, use the code GIRLBOSS, all caps, to save 20% on your first year. Get the link in our show notes. Um, so I'm so curious, like everybody kind of takes different risks in business and, you know, I'm sure there was a long time before you had like any kind of agents, right? Um, were you ever like swindled by a brand? Like, was there ever a deal that just kind of went awry where someone said they were going to do something? And mm -hmm. what would you say to someone who wants to protect themselves? I think having contracts, uh, being smart about it. I, I was, I think also being a woman, also being an Asian woman, it's hard to speak up because we're raised in our culture, in Asian culture, you're, we're a little bit more like submissive. I'm definitely not, but we're more like, yes, you don't really talk back to people. And I was so used to that. And I also coming from like the construction and interior design background, men rule that, rule that world. And I was just so used to that. So a lot of times I haven't spoken up for myself. There were so many times I haven't. Um, and there was this one case where I was working with a clothing company. I, they hired me as like a model stylist. I flew myself out to LA. I was living in San Francisco at the time. And then we did like a whole like full on video shoot. And initially when we, I like went back and forth with the brand, I was going to get paid, like not much, but I was still going to get paid. But after that was all done, they came back to me um, when the campaign went out. Like I was on their newspaper, I was on their website, their holiday campaign. After that all finished, I followed up to get paid. And she's like, no, we promoted you. We put you on like a two million like uh, newsletter, like subscriber list. And I was like, I kept on thinking to myself, oh, I guess that makes sense. Like, that was free exposure for me. Um, and I'm working with this big brand. And I kind of, like, accepted their um, response. But if I think about it now, like, that's unacceptable. Like, I did so, I put in so much work and my time. And if they saw me as a real business, they would have paid me. But because they saw me as, like, a naive blogger, they took advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm much more uh, careful of it. So if I'm working with the brand, we always have a contract. Thankfully, I have a great agency and management company that, like, does that for me. But in the beginning, I did that myself. Yeah. So I was flipping through your book um, before today. And you say that a mission statement 
uh, is really important and that your mission statement for Song of Style is to inspire and connect with people all around the world through photography, beauty, and passions, whether that's food, lifestyle, or fashion. Can you explain why, like what, why having a mission statement for your social media channel would, is an important thing? The reason mission statements are so important is because a lot of times when, we, when we're in the career and when we're working, we forget why we started. And we just start working and you kind of get jaded by everything that's going around. So yeah, you really just forget why you started. So it's a great way to remember why you started what you're doing, remembering your passion, and then so to make you stay focused in achieving your goals. Cool. What tips, I mean, also from your book, what tips would you have for someone who wants to have a, a grid that's beautiful? Just like some photography or curation tips. Like what are some like 101 things that we should absolutely be thinking about? Um, so I've actually had Instagram for about seven years. And when I wrote this book, Four, three to four years ago, I, I was very into photography. I was very into like the beautiful aesthetic, beautiful image. I think I'm really guilty of like doing the avocado toast photos with your hand and coffee, like a lot of meaningless photos actually. I'm guilty of it because I feel like I'm part of the problem sometimes. And then, and back then, I would think about what my feed looked like. Oh, I have to have this perfect feed. Everything has to go with each other. Oh, I love my outfit, but I can't post another outfit next to another. I took a <laughs> selfie yesterday. I don't want to post another selfie today. I was thinking so much about how my feed looked. I have to edit the photo this way. Okay, no, like, I, I don't like this background because it doesn't match my outfit. I'm going to, I don't know. Like, I just overthought everything. And I had these like filler shots of like avocado, like nature, palm trees. How many photos can you take of a palm tree? <laughs> <laughs> like I am very guilty of it. So now I don't care about the feed at all. Like I, good for you if you do, it's fine. But I kind of passed that point of where I, I'm like constantly thinking about what my feed looks like. And I just think about like the individual photos. Is this a photo that I want to share with the world? What these photos that I'm taking or these videos that I'm sh taking um, mean? to me at that moment more so than what my feed looks like. So you don't think about like the grid of 9 or 12 in the same way that you used to? I, I don't and I don't think there's anything wrong with thinking about that either because it depends on what you want, what kind of message you want to send to the world. I mean technically if you think about it when you're the grid is your first impression to somebody nowadays so without having to speak and click on the individual photo, somebody's gonna go check on your profile and see what your grid looks like. So it's more about like, what do you want that to say? Do you want that to be a pleasing photo? Um, or do you just want it to be all different and so that somebody can discover you and be interested in you? I think it really depends on what you want. Cool. Um, and as far as I know, Insta Stories goes, like what, do, what, works, what works on Insta Stories? Like what do you use that for versus the feed? I love Insta stories because I feel like it's a moment to be more real because, you know, social media, like we all say it and you say it too. It's literally Instagram is a highlight reel of one's life. And I feel like Insta stories help you be more, less filtered. I mean, not going to lie, I love a good filter, but still, like, I think it's just a moment for you to be more raw. So, yeah, I don't know if you've seen Ami's Insta stories lately, but she's been wearing a neck brace for the last, like, two days. Ami, what happened? 
I want to keep this PG. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a it's a really good joke, but you but, don't have to. It's actually called a tech neck. So I actually oh, a long no. time ago I got into a car accident, so I had to wear a neck brace. And throughout time from traveling, I'm always on a plane and also like being on my computer, on my cell phone, always looking this way. My neck is slightly bent, and I feel like I I now see everybody going like this. <laughs> so I think it's we all probably wait until like a year or two all of you guys are going to be wearing neck braces it's like going to be really cool braces. yeah yeah collars I mean um what accounts are you really loving right now accounts yeah um, I like any account that talks more about um that actually have like meaning um I love when I love it when fashion bloggers, even if it doesn't go with their feet and aesthetic, talk about what's going on in the world. There's so many crazy things happening in this world um, outside of our bubble. So I love accounts that talk about that. There's this account called um, Attention, A-T-T-N. Yeah. I love their account. Girl Boss, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and also like Brit & Co, they talk about like, um, I mean, they even like feature different celebrities talking about like great messages. Also, individual accounts. There's so many, and even like different photographers. I love discovering also non-famous people as well. Like, so I I do this all the time because I have this platform. I love sharing like people with smaller audiences. So like I and I love sharing my followers. So whenever they leave a comment, I do like once a month, I all gather like 10 different accounts all around the world, different body types, different races, different backgrounds, and I showcase their accounts. And maybe they only have like 500 followers, maybe they have like 10,000, but not many people know about them yet. So I like featuring them too. Cool. And so I have to ask, you've done so much, but what's next? What's next for me? Um, It's more like I'm kind of like chilling and enjoying the moment. Yeah. I, I feel like for so long, since I was little, I was always thinking, what's next? What do I want to be when I grow up? What do I want to do? What, what's my five-year plan? And at the moment, like, like, because I'm always chasing, I felt like I couldn't relax and really enjoy what's happening in my life at the moment. So right now, I'm really trying to enjoy like being present, spending time with my friends, my family. And then thinking about what to eat next. Yeah, right. <laughs> and reclining in your neck brace. Just. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to open this up to some questions. Um, and we have some that have come through the audience already via Facebook Messenger. Um, that Chelsea from our team is going to, going to field. And she's not going to come onto the stage this time. because she, She's shy. <clears throat> OK. Hi. Hi, Chelsea. Um, so Alma Marisol wants to know, what is the best tool to help you get organized? I feel like I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Actually, that's like a really good question because I'm a hot mess too. Um, I'm re- I suck at organizing, so actually I can't answer that. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, so Alexa Franzen would like to know, how do you keep her head up high and keep going no matter the circumstance and no matter if results aren't showing up? I think you just have to have patience. The toughest part with social media is because every you see everybody's successes and everybody's just showing like whatever good is happening in their life, right? You never see the actual struggle. So, but you have to remember everything takes time. Did nasty happen overnight? No. I remember when we used to hang out 
years ago. Like you had the small warehouse. I mean, modeled for Nasty Gal. I, I used to model for I'm, Nasty Gal. I hope we chat. paid you, but I don't know. <laughs> no, you gave me free clothes. I gave her free clothes. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> yeah, everything takes time, and you just have to remember everybody's journey is different. And it seems like it's so easy to think that everything happens like immediately, but it really doesn't. So you just have to remember that. And everybody's so different and everybody's on a different journey. So you just have to remember that as well. Okay, last question. It's from Cassandra Devick. Uh, if you were starting your business today with what you know now, what would you do differently? Um, hiring people, hiring the right people. Because I started out as a fashion blogger and Fashion bloggers were like, are still, not so much, but sort of. We're real people, right? But now it became a business. And for so long, I did everything by myself. I refused help. I refused outside help because I felt like that was being inauthentic. I thought, I'm a real person. I have to shoot this way. I have to edit my own photos. I have to do the blog myself. I have to manage it myself. I shouldn't have a team because I'm not a celebrity. But now, in order to run my business efficiently, I just have to hire the right people, people that are smarter than me, people who have the same vision so we can build something stronger and better and so that I also have a quality of life. We hope this conversation with Ami inspires you to share the beauty in your world and never stop dreaming. Keep up with Ami on her personal Instagram at Ami Song and her blog at Song of Style. Share your love for Girlboss Radio on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. And as always, be sure to leave a rating or review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, The Girlboss Daily. And remember, make life beautiful. Beautiful.